This podcast is made possible by supporters like you. Mahalo. And by Atlas Insurance Agency, Hawaii's largest professional agency, helping Hawaii navigate insurance solutions since 1929. More at atlasinsurance.com. Hello, my kako. Welcome to an episode of What's Going Went? We start every conversation with this question. I'm Ron Mizutani, and today, love is in the air. Wait, hang on. I should say, love is in the air. Uh, anyway, with Valentine's Day right around the corner, we thought it was appropriate to get some relationship advice. And who better to ask than Mr. Valentine himself? Carrie Valentine, a best-selling and award-winning author, a motivational speaker, relationship expert, and so much more. Carrie, welcome to the program. Aloha. It's an honor to be here, Ron. So cool to have you here. Uh, before we dive into relationships, and I know a lot of folks out there have that in mind as Valentine's Day approaches, what school you went? Berkeley College of Music. <laughs> and, uh, for the, far place, far away place from here. <laughs> yeah. So so what brought you to the islands? Uh, and pardon if I don't understand, this was, a, was it a musical school? And Yes. So Berkeley. no mascot. No mascot there. <laughs> <laughs> but what brought you to, to this beautiful place we call home? I would say my heart. Yeah. Um, went to Kauai to ha- go on like a vacation and was one of the people that we hear all the time that instantly fell in love. I didn't even get on the t- off the tarmac and I felt, I would say, what, the mana? Uh-huh. Like something came and touched my heart. And has been with me ever since. And it's been an amazing, amazing experience being here. And I'm really um, blessed and grateful to be on be in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. it's good to have you here because you, you've you have uh, you you're nationally known, uh, and you've done a lot of great things in different arenas. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about relationships today. I'm going to invite you back a little later and talk a little bit about success and how you can fail but still succeed. And I think a lot of local people can understand that. <clears throat> and, um, you know, we'll talk a little bit about um, pigeon and speaking and, and, and all those things in a bit. But I, let's, get, let's get back to love. Um, you transformed your life. Can you share with us your story and I, if, as much as you want to? I understand your privacy. Oh, uh, my... Privacy is right here. Um, my heart is just right here with you and everyone. Uh, I have nothing to hold back, uh, but I will do my best to keep it short. Yes. <laughs> I uh, was born and raised in New York City area and uh, came from a Jewish background. And um, grandparents were from Russia and Romania. So second, third generation uh, for myself being in America. And my parents... Uh, were very kind people and had a uh, a lot of love for each other, but they had a funny way of showing it by yelling, screaming, slamming doors, cursing, all these things that in a way is kind of common, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a couple dealing with a lot of different stress, raising a family and all of that. Sounds very familiar. Yeah. So I come in the middle of that of four, four kids and uh, I am extremely shy uh, sensitive, and I really mumbled. I didn't speak for the first 13 years of my life. Wow. Uh, I, uh, years ago, I looked back at my middle school yearbook, and I saw from my teachers, she said, Carrie, it was a pleasure having you. 
uh, this year. Even when you spoke, you were silent. You were quiet. <laughs> and I think really um, the humor of Robin Williams and puberty brought it out. <laughs> and something I haven't shared about all of this, um, my voice was drumming at that time. Um, I love music. I just gravitated towards drumming and music and have traveled the world performing. Uh, and yet I had this internal challenges. And so learning how to communicate, how to express myself in relationships was, was a journey. I felt so much, but I didn't uh, know how to express things. And right, like this is probably a lot of us. Where is it modeled? Like, where do we get this learning? I mean, if we just look at our family and the people around us, it's like, it's, oy vey, like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a, a, a challenge uh, for most. And I, like many, uh, was on that challenge. And uh, grateful to turn things around. I want to jump right into some of the things that you can share with us. That now that you develop into this relationship expert, the irony of it all is that you were, you struggled with relationships. Yet here you are giving advice on two couples and, and and families on how to keep things going and putting juice back in relationships. <clears throat> Lord knows we all could use some help with that. What's your thoughts on that? And and are, is it even possible? Uh, great question, and the answer is definitely yes. Uh, through my own experience and then through the coaching I've done with countless of folks, uh, it's really a lot has to do actually from the doubts and fears and insecurities that kind of come in the way, uh, what it appears to be, uh, to cover up that juice, that passion, that love. Uh, and yet it's really a thought away. It's a choice away to simply say, you know, I recognize maybe I've been disconnected with myself, I've been disconnected with my partner, and I choose now to awaken that love in my heart now. And simple, simple little phrases like that have extremely powerful uh, effect in our bodies and in our heart, especially if we're doing it on a repeated basis. And... Um, I, I, again, too, let me just share as well, like being a guy, you know, and growing up uh, in New York City area where I won't say certain things here, but how friends meet each other in New York. It's like, hey, F, yeah, yeah. F you, you yeah, know, yeah, good yeah. morning. That's, a <laughs> That's how they talk. Yeah. I, I know a good friend of mine. I'm going to digress real quick because you just <laughs> triggered a memory. And it's something that you talked about, too, your modeled behavior. Uh, his name is Brian. Uh, he used to work with us back in the day in Cajun. And he also talked like this because he was from Jersey. And, and, and he would cuss a lot. I mean, every other word was, you yes. know, had, had, was laced with profanity. And one day he came to work and he said, I can't believe my kid last night at dinner, he said the F word. I said, what the F did you learn that? And we're all looking at him like, uh, you? <laughs> you know, and so, yeah. you know, he's a good guy, uh, but I hear you. Um, so continue. So, <laughs> you know, the, the, the culture and the world there just, what I just didn't resonate with being a sensitive person in that space. Mm. And uh, I always felt kind of like I, I don't belong here. And yet, you know, again, being a guy, the stigma of, you know, touching into the emotions and all of that, uh, even though I, I went for it, I, I traveled the road less traveled by because I realized I had problems. I realized I had challenges with, and, and sought out help. 
uh, and yet uh, even in that process would be a lot of doubts like you you carry are so weird you, you don't fit into this world and it, as I'm trying to change my ways and it was it was quite a challenge and also recognizing for myself especially then as we're talking 30 years ago uh, it just wasn't cool to you know be a guy kind of dealing with your emotions you and, and releasing some of that sensitivity it's it society says ah, ah you're a dude you you man up right. right and and that's just not the way some of our DNA is you know we're not built that way some of us others others are so I got to ask you so if you're a couple listening to this and you're struggling with your relationship do you encourage folks to get counseling individually or do you encourage folks to get counseling as a couple or or combination hybrid what what's your thoughts on on counseling how important and effective is it that was a right there that word effective is it that's a great question and there's two points that i want to bring out one is how much are are the the couple does truly desiring to transform Okay, so a lot of people can go to kick counseling or, in my world, coaching, uh, and yet they say they want to improve themselves, but it's it's just lip service. They don't really choose or want to transform, and often the finger gets pointed to the other person. Sure, and so it can be extremely effective if you're willing to have a very compassionate and empathetic heart, be willing to be honest divulge and kind of, you know, share your challenges that you have in your own self and in the relationship and and create, if you both come into it in a, a place of trust and care and realizing, wait a second, this is the person I'm choosing and have chosen to live my life with. This is hopefully my best friend. Uh, I, I want to go deeper in learning, and I'm, I'm going to kind of go off a little bit here to share, like, and yet you both come into the relationship with completely different histories mm-hmm. and worlds more than likely of what you were brought up in. And so two people come to a relationship, and, you know, the honeymoon phase is awesome and all of that, and then some point later, I kind of say, like, that's kind of like, the divine or God kind of is grace for getting us together. But then after whatever period of time it is, the real work begins. Yeah, yeah. We got to, we got to man up, woman up in that sense. And, uh, be willing to, as I said, admit, look at our, how we were raised, look at the values, look at the experiences and also be willing to, you know, Come into our hearts and share our pains and our doubts. You said some. You said a word that I, I that's, that my wife talks about all the time: um, empathy. Because when you are selfish in your thoughts and not expressing or showing empathy, you can run into some serious problems, right? And 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 I struggle with empathy. I'll be very honest with you. I do, and I know there's a lot of people who do, men and women. How do you overcome that? And 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 with that. Is love forever? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, it is. It is really the source of why we're all alive. I feel, yeah. you know, when you really look at life and and kind of um, consider yourself going to, you know, that quote deathbed moment. What what are really is important, you know, and what do you what's uh, what has your journey been? So, 
the way you keep a relationship is the way you got it. Okay. And, you, and as a couple, you're always dating. And if you're doing that, you're always on your A game. And what often happens for most people, the honeymoon phase happens, and then we, we get complacent. We start getting lazy in our patterns that we would not show up on that first date at all. Right. And so we got to start, again, taking responsibility for our actions and our experiences. And so to kind of come back to the question you asked earlier, I have seen and experienced amazing transformations in people's lives when they're willing to take responsibility. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they're willing to do that, uh, it, it, and, and, and part of that, if they're coming to counseling or coaching, uh, be prepared. You got to share the ugly stuff, yep. but done in a way that as honoring and empathetic, what you're sharing earlier here is when your partner is talking about their pains, Listen to them like you really care. Mm -hmm. And you may feel at first like, oh, I'm so angry at this person and pissed off. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, good. That's good work. Now you got to realize I got to find my heart. I got to find that emotional space again mm -hmm. because really if you're angry at them, what that would say to me is there's a, some work to be done on yourself. On yourself, absolutely. And so yeah. the be in love forever really begins with self. And, if, and to work yourself in many different tools here to get there. And from that space, yes, then you offer this love, empathy, understanding for your partner, and in a way, a service. Mm -hmm. That you come into a relationship not to get but to give. Ask not what you're going to get out of the relationship. Ask what you're going to give. Easier said than done, my friend, right? I mean, sometimes we're the human body, the human, our human natures, we, we're selfish. Uh, we are of the flesh, as I like to say. And, and um, you know, the reality is sometimes it's very hard to do. I, I, you know, I read in your, <laughs> I did some research on, on some of the things that you, you suggest to couples. One of the things that caught my eye and, and this might make people feel very uncomfortable, but it's very real. Why do you suggest couples can benefit from having an affair? It's, isn't it a provocative is it, question? It is super loaded. I, I don't know where you're <laughs> going to go with this, but go ahead. <laughs> where I'm going to go with it is in a place of think about, you know, having an affair. And then think about having that affair with your partner. This is one of the tools, one of the ways to be in love forever. This is one of the ways to keep your relationship juicy. You know, it is, you know, if if it needs that kind of thing, think about what you might do, you know, going away on a secret little getaway, you know, and do this, but do this with your partner. Call her, call him or her up on a on a Friday with your Beautiful, deep voice where I'm like, what you doing tonight? <laughs> That's kind of well. creepy. That's kind of creepy, Carrie. <laughs> I don't know All about right, that. But, okay. You know, okay. So <laughs> My wife say, would hang up on me if I did that. <laughs> so you just say, hey, you know, like, yeah. uh, why don't you say we get away this weekend? And, yeah, I mean, you just you continue know. to date. Yes. Never stop dating. Yes. Yeah. And But but to, again, like all the wonderful things in an affair Bring it into your relationship. Bring those things into your committed relationship in the sense of the joy, the, the, the willingness to um, 
expand, uh, you know, in the sensual manner. Discuss these things. Discuss, you know, uh, what kind of things you want to try out together. All these things. Like, be like little kids. Okay, Kara, I'm going to interrupt because I'm getting an <laughs> uncomfortable feeling just hearing all that because the word of fear has such a, um, gosh, it's, it's destructive, right? Mm-hmm. And so to, to, to is, it, is it not deception that you're using this, this energy and resource to rekindle the magic? Or, I mean, I'm using it as a play on words. Okay, yeah. You know, yeah. Of course. Uh, and, and yet to see uh, what happens and, and, and also obviously why people go to those places. Yeah. But what I'm talking about is, again, the, the joyous juiciness of the energy. And of course, no, not to have like, I, I, don't, I, I don't suggest people having affairs. Uh, I have coached a handful of people through those experiences with success. There's been others that haven't had the success, but I would say uh, those experiences where people, again, were willing to take responsibility, willing to see like, hey, this takes two to tango. If so-and-so, my partner, had an affair, there's something here more than likely about me that I wasn't doing, I wasn't listening, I wasn't taking care of the relationship. So let's get real. Let's be honest. It's going to get ugly for a little bit. But if we, again, doing it in the context of getting the right uh, coach or therapist who is willing to kind of put you like, okay, you, you're in this corner, you're in this corner, when your partner's expressing things that may be about you or just about his or her experiences, listen. Not per, not, here's the thing. Don't take it personal. Mm-hmm. The shift is listen with your heart and listen as your friend is in pain. Yeah. And not and take your name, take your experience out of it, and then come to the place of what can I do to help her? You can get him? there. Yeah, you can get there as a couple. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a couple more questions. I think we're running out of time, but I, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up and it's it's one of those uh, days that America spends a ton of money, mm-hmm. millions and millions of dollars. Some gentlemen feel incredibly anxiety, incredible anxiety with it um, because there's expectations. And then there are those who just dislike Valentine's Day, whether they're single, whether they've been hurt. What's your message to those who, who say, ah, Valentine's Day, I hate it. What's your message? My message is forget about Hallmark. Valentine's Day is every day. And, um, and it just comes back to self. And, and again, I, I, I'm speaking very personal for myself. It, it was a long journey to get through the walls of numbness of my own heart. But I did. And I hungered for it because I was in so much pain. So I didn't know what joy was. I didn't know what happiness was, but I knew what pain was. So through that process, I found it. And once you find that joy, you just want more of it, you know, and you want to share that joy and that love. So, you know, again, uh, however you might feel about, quote, unquote, Valentine's, Valentine's Day and all of that, but I would say look at how you feel connected to your own heart and your own life. Are you enjoying your life? Do you like yourself? Are there things in your world that still stories from childhood and, and families that, that's, you know, like when, uh, that still come up and, and cause turmoil for you? Then I ask you, if that does, how hungry and thirsty are you to transform it? 
are you more interested to stay in that pain or step into the uncomfortable unknown for most people and go, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm scared. I may be nervous. Uh, you know, for guys, let's destigmatize like it's okay to touch into your feelings yeah. uh, because it is. Um, <laughs> it's happening anyway, whether yeah. we're going to push it away or not. And then you to, to say there is uh, hope yeah. and, and life is here. And, and I, you know, to go for it and with the right folks, you will experience a sense of joy and renewness that you might not even understand is possible right now. Starts, it starts with yourself is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. and vulnerability is not a sign of weakness. <laughs> it is not. Not at all. It's super it strong. That means you're a strong guy and woman. Yes. No matter what sex you are. Man, this is fun. I mean, I, 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 I want to welcome you back, if you don't mind. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about success. But with Valentine's approaching, I couldn't think of a better guy to, to, to invite and, mm -hmm. and get some advice um, than Carrie Valentine himself. Um, you know, people are going to say, that's not his name. That's your name. That is my name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Carrie, thanks for joining us. I really uh -huh. appreciate it. Um, can you come back some other day? For sure. Right on, right on. I'd love to. Carrie Valentine, yeah. motivational speaker, relationship expert, and a best-selling and award-winning author. Uh, love can be forever, but it starts with yourself. So happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. And believe, and there's always hope. Yes. Cool. Mahalo, right on. Mahalo, Nui, for joining us, folks. Join us next week for another episode of What School You Went. Until next time. What School You Went is a PBS Hawaii production. Music by Taimana Gardner. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and tell your friends. You can find us on pbshawaii.org and everywhere you get your podcasts.